Welcome to Windsor Christian Fellowship Church Podcast. Our church vision is to win generations to Christ, connect them to His master plan, empower them to succeed, and grow the kingdom of God. For other podcast resources or more information about Windsor Christian Fellowship, please visit us at www.wcf.ca. Good morning, Winter Christian Fellowship. Exciting news, exciting times. I'm always amazed. How do you get from the screen to here and you change so quickly? Tell you, I got special gifts. (laughs) Creative director, videos like that. Kind of, you know, this one makes everything look nice and pretty and well done. Thanks, team. Yes. So we're here to talk to you about a couple things. You want to start? Well, first of all, um, for those of you from, and this is on behalf of the finance department, for those of you that are like really numbers people like Luke, um, (laughs) if you want to get the full detailed financial report, we always have that available to you. We want to be transparent. You can simply call the office and the financial department will be able to give that to you for whoever's curious. Amen. So right now we want to just take a a few minutes before Pastor RJ goes into faithful stewardship message and just let you know that Abba Day is coming up, as we all know. Amen. Woo! That's where we choose to give our best to the Lord um, for Father's Day, and we've done that every year um, for, I don't know, how many years? It's been over 10. At least over 10 years. So we encourage you to get on board. So what we do with our ABBA offering is, what I'm going to let you know is that we are launching an opportunity to sow into ministries outside of WCF to meet the needs of our community. So we've got two things that we want to try to accomplish. One, we're going to be raising money for our bus ministry. Um, And what we're going to do essentially is we've uh, partnered with a bus company and they're going, we're going to pay them uh, so many hours um, on a Sunday to uh, go about and collect um, people that we know who are watching online. And we all get the benefit of being in here for corporate worship. We all get the benefit of coming here and going to classes and, and being equipped. But there's some people that are at home that are enjoying the service at home and, and have struggling to get here to be with us as a family. And so we want to provide that opportunity for them. So we'll be raising money for that. We're also looking for bus captains, okay, to, to get on the bus to help collect the, uh, our church family so that they can be here with us. So if you would like to be a bus captain, please call the office and sign up for that. The other um, outreach that we're doing is Windsor uh, Homes Coalitions. We did this last year. We provided lunches for about 45 uh, kids in camp. Um, And we made meals for them every single day, and they absolutely loved it because it was the first time they actually got a real healthy meal, thanks to Norm and our hospitality uh, staff. So, of course, they invited us back again this year, and so we want to raise money for that, and I think the cost for that outreach was about $5,000. Sounds about right. Yeah. Sounds about right. Thank you. I'll take over. Perfect. Thank you. So, you know, there's some exciting things happening. We know that our tithes... They cover our, our operations and, and some of our mission. And from that, we like to sow. We want to sow and have seed locally. We want to have seed across our nation. And we want to have seed in the nations of the world. And then the Abba offering, which we do on Father's Day, which is our, our special Father's Day offering, it's, it's a capital campaign, if you're familiar with that language. 
And essentially, the tithes cover operations, salaries, maintenance of the building, some of the things that we do. But for the big projects, uh, you know, every now and then one of our rooftop units goes down, and then you're really hot in here, and you're like, why is it so hot? Because the unit's not working, and we got to change it. But those aren't cheap. Right? Those aren't free. But sometimes it's better to do a capital campaign to raise money for those kind of things. I know a few years ago, uh, the roof had a lot of leaks. I don't know if you remember uh, right where you guys are sitting. uh, (laughs) It would often drip in the middle and we had to put a bucket there. (laughs) So we spent a lot of money fixing the roof a few years ago. And, uh, but there's, there's other big things like that. Like, uh, how many know we redid our sound system a couple years ago and man, does it sound better. I do. They make me sound much better than I really do. It's amazing what effects do to your voice. Anyway, uh, connected to all of this, this year in September, we're going to be celebrating our 40th anniversary as a church. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of letting the cat out of the bag a little bit here. However, I want to do that intentionally. So this is the soft launch for the 40th. We are working currently on creating some initiatives where we can be a blessing to our community on even a higher level than we already are. Okay. We want to do some fun things here for all of us to celebrate. We want to look back and do some flashbacks. We'll have a few of those. We want to do some fun events for us, but we want to reach out into our community with a little bit more mission. And we want to let Windsor know that we love them and that we're here to serve them. And so you're going to see, uh, there's a few events we're going to do over the course of the summer that will be linked to this, but from September 11th, and you're all going to want to be here that day when we launch this, through December 31st, we're going to create a series of initiatives which we will send out in some sort of a format to you so that you can see these are the initiatives we're doing to be a blessing to our community. And how many know, together, we can make an impact on our community? So I want to talk to you now about stewardship. Now, foundationally, I think we have to have an understanding that everything we have is the Lord's. Your breath is actually his. He gave it to you, right? And then when we go to the next life, we give our last breath back to him. (laughs) Psalms 24 says this, verse 1. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it. The world and all its people belong to who? To him. So we realize and understand that all of us are God's children. Now, some of God's children are in relationship with him. That's the Christ followers, the ones that are in relationship with him. The rest of the people are God's children, but they're not in relationship with him. Our job is to go and to lead them into relationship with him. Now, as Christ followers, we've been entrusted. There's, there's three areas that I like to talk about when we're focusing on stewardship, okay? And we have to steward these areas of our life for our king, okay? And if you have a wrong perspective of these three basic concepts that I'm going to talk to you about today, um, if this area of your life is off, if your perspective of these areas is off, you're going to come to wrong conclusions on how God operates in the earth, how God operates in your life. And so let's look at these three areas now. The first thing that I would like to look at is our time. Now, how many know you've all been given an allotment of time? 
How many think you have more time than someone else? Every day, we all have 24 hours. Every week, we all have seven days. Okay? I want to suggest to you that your time on earth begins at conception and it ends at death. Now, something interesting about time, time can only be spent. You can't store time. Luke and Jade, great job today on the offering. Luke, you cannot store, you can't save time. You can only spend it. (laughs) So for time, you want to tap, 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 tap. (laughs) We're going to get to treasure a little bit later, and that's that's where you want to save, save, save. (laughs) What do you invest your time in? Because really, it's an investment in your, into your eternity. You are the only one who can spend your time. No one can spend it for you. You have 100% control over what you want to spend your time on. Some people can accomplish more with their time than others. Can you distinguish between time well spent and time wasted? We say yes, but do we really? As Christ followers, as Christians people that are taking on his nature and character. We need to seek and converse with the Father on what he would like us to invest our time on. We do this by praying and listening. We do this by reading his word so that we can have some understanding of what he's told us and revealed to us that he would like us to do while we're here on planet Earth. We do live in a natural world, it's temporal. And while you're here, you're actually preparing to live in a forever permanent eternal world. So this life is temporary, short. Think vapor, mist, gone. Eternal life is forever. Okay, so the time you spend in this life actually determines how you go into the next life. Ephesians 5, 15 and 16, I'll read out of Amplified. Therefore, see that you walk carefully, living life with honor, purpose, and courage shunning those who tolerate and enable evil. Not as the unwise, but as the wise, sensible, intelligent, discerning people, making the very most of your time. What does it say to do? Make the very most of your time on earth, recognizing and taking advantage of each opportunity and using it with wisdom and diligence. Because the days are filled with evil. So there's an encouragement here in the book of Ephesians for all of us to make the most of our time and to take advantage of the opportunities that God has given us. You are presented with many opportunities every day of your life. You have to make a decision what you're gonna do with those opportunities. You can overlook them, you can ignore them, you can pray that they go away. Or you could take advantage of the opportunities. And there's an encouragement here because there's evil all around us, all the more reason that we should take advantage of every opportunity to share the light and to share the love of God with others. In Psalms 90, verse 12, so teach us to number our days that we may cultivate and bring to you a heart of wisdom. So within this, there's this idea that we have to spend our time, we have to spend our time wisely And if we seek God, we can do so with all of the wisdom that he desires us to have. Some people will be more effective in spending their time than others. As Christians, we should all be effective at spending our time. Now, 
when we're talking about time, I believe that we should give a portion of our time, okay, not just our devotion, not just our prayer time, not just our time reading the Bible, not just our time of corporate worship. We should give a portion of our time to serving others. Okay, now that's gonna, that's gonna tie in closely to what I talk about when I get to some of the other things in a minute. But we as Christ followers should set aside some time so that we can be a blessing to other people. And if you're too busy to be a blessing to other people, you're just too busy. You need to rearrange your time. Dun, dun, dun. Let's go to our talent. Thank you for not talking about time anymore. I've got lots of it. I got 20 minutes. <laughs> First Peter 4, 7 to 11, amplified. The end and culmination of all things is near. How many know? It's getting closer. Clock is ticking. This earth is headed towards its last day. <laughs> uh, we're not quite there yet, though, but it's coming near. Therefore, be sound-minded and self-controlled for the purpose of prayer. Staying balanced and focused on the things of God so that your communication will be clear, reasonable, specific, and pleasing to him. He, he's pretty specific there, what he wants us to do, right? Above all, have a firm and an unfailing love for one another. Above what? And there's the one another's. How many of you actually took advantage of that email address that we sent out last week and you got the list of one another's? I see a few hands. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you missed last week, sorry. It's, it's done. Should have been here. It's really not high on my spiritual gifts chart. <laughs> That's why we have a team of people here. Some are more merciful than others. <laughs> be hospitable to one another without complaint. It's one thing to be hospitable. It's another thing to be hospitable without complaint. I love interacting with my children, right? Because when you're asked to do something as a part of the family, it's part of the household, right? You have things that need to happen for the household to function. How many are with me on this? Okay. And, and they can do things complaining and murmuring, or they can do things with joy. Okay. The same is true in this local body of believers. We're a family, and there's things that have to happen in the family of believers, in the body of Christ. There's things that have to happen here. I mean, if nobody turned on the lights, we'd be talking in the dark. And if no one turned on the sound, I assure you, you wouldn't hear me. My voice isn't that loud. There's others that have a louder voice and they can talk like that. I can't. Thank God for a microphone. Thank God that there's some people down the hall taking care of the children and imparting to them and investing in them right now. See, as a family, everybody does their part in the local body of believers, when everybody does their part, the job gets done. But the problem is when only half the people do their part, then the other people have to pick up the slack. 
And when you're doing someone else's job plus your job plus someone else's job, how many know you tend to get tired? But that's not preferring one another, is it? Wow, I didn't even get through 1 Peter 4 yet. Above all, have a fervent and unfailing love for one another because love covers a multitude of sins. It overlooks unkindness and unselfishly seeks the best for others. In relationship, when you're serving other people, it's not what they do for you, it's how can you be a blessing to them. Amen. I always say good marriages. We, we celebrated a marriage last night of Bryn and Tim. You know, I saw the father of the bride up here on the bass guitar this morning. He gave his daughter away. Oh, some of the family's here. Hi, guys. <laughs> we had a great time. We celebrated, right? But, but what happens is, in a marriage, if you unselfishly seek the betterment of your spouse, it's two people trying to outdo each other in good works. Amen. You don't keep score. Nope. I try. <laughs> but I shouldn't. Right? Because if we just serve because we love. But that goes beyond just the marriage covenant. That goes into all of our relationships. If you love the body of Christ, are you serving the body of Christ with your talents? Just as each of you has received a special gift, a spiritual talent, an ability graciously given by God, employ it in serving one another as is appropriate for good stewards of God's multifaceted grace, faithfully using the diverse, varied gifts and abilities granted to Christians by God's unmerited favor. Whoever speaks to the congregation, in this case, it's me today, is to do so as one who speaks the oracle's utterances, the very words of God who serves the congregation. Which is why when we stand up here, we really do it with fear and trembling because we want to make sure we're communicating what the Bible says, not just our opinion. That's why we have scripture content because it's the word of God that is actually going to communicate truth. And then we try to explain it with our limited human training and wisdom. See how that works? Whoever serves the congregation... There's many people serving in many various capacities, even today, okay? Is to do so as one who serves by the strength which God abundantly supplies, so that in all things God may be glorified, honored, and magnified through Jesus Christ, to whom belongs the glory and dominion forever and ever, amen. The work of Jesus is done, really, through people just like us. We extend his hands and feet to the world that so desperately needs the hope that only Jesus can provide. So when you pray for the sick and when you serve the sick and you serve the infirmed, guess what? You're doing the work of Jesus. Everybody can pray for the sick. Every one of you that's a Christ follower has Christ in you. You can pray for the sick. We lay hands on the sick, okay? When you visit the shut-ins, you're doing the work of Jesus. When you care for and give to the poor, you're doing the work of Jesus. When you console the lonely and the grieving, you're doing the work of Jesus. When you pray for others' needs, when you take care of the widows and the orphans, why do you think we have partnerships with certain organizations that work with children that maybe don't have parents or healthy parenting structures? We work with CAS. We work with Safe. We work with these organizations. Why? Because we want to be a blessing to those that really are fatherless in a lot of ways. When you share the hope you have with others and you share your, the love of Christ with them, 
When you teach things that are entrusted to you by God to others who are willing to listen and to learn, you know, even things like assisting the refugee. Have you read Deuteronomy chapter 10 recently? Let me, let me refresh you on this one. Verse 12 to 19. And now Israel, what does the Lord your God require of you? There's another reference to this in Micah, loving justice and mercy. But here he says, he requires only that you fear the Lord your God and live in a way that pleases him. Fear God, live in a way that pleases him. Fearing God, easy, you can reverence God. Live in a way that pleases him, that gets a little more complex, hey? Love him, serve him with all your heart and soul. Okay, we love Jesus, we wanna serve him. And you must always obey the Lord's commands and decrees that I'm giving you today for your own good. Whose good is it for to obey the commands of Jesus? It's your benefit. He doesn't give you commands for his benefit. I assure you, he doesn't need. <laughs> he doesn't need anything. He's the self-existent one. Right? When he gives us instructions, it's for our benefit. It's for our good. God must know something that we don't if he's saying when we use our talent to serve others, it's for our benefit. Look at the highest heavens on earth and everything in it belongs to the Lord your God. Oh, there it is again. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it. Yet the Lord chose your ancestors as the objects of his love and he chose you. Their descendants above all nations is heaven today. Then he says this, he says, therefore change your hearts and stop being stubborn. What do you mean? Can Christians be stubborn? Has anyone ever had a conversation with God because you didn't like what he was asking you to do? You dig your heels in and you say no, and he's like, okay. And then he just slowly turns the pressure up in your life. You can break or you can bow or you can be crushed. There's a verse, it, it talks about Jesus. He says, you can fall on the rock or the rock's gonna fall on you. Yeah. Think about that. <clears throat> For the Lord your God is the God of gods, the Lord of lords. He's the great God, the mighty and awesome God who shows no partiality and cannot be bribed. I love that. You can't bargain with God. You know those prayers. God, if you do this, then I'll do this. <laughs> Good luck. He ensures that orphans and widows receive justice. Uh-oh. You take advantage of the fatherless or the widow, and God himself will come and have a conversation with you. Well, what does that look like? God didn't come down and talk to me. Well, he will. And when he does, you won't like it. He shows love to foreigners living among you and gives them food and clothing. So how many know there's people that come into our land as foreigners and we show love to them and we give them food and clothing? So you too must show love to foreigners for you yourselves were once foreigners in the land of Egypt. And the truth is you're a foreigner on planet earth. My primary citizenship is heaven, not earth. I'm just here as a foreigner, as a temporary visitor for a little season. Our motivation in serving others is Christ loved us, now we love him. He loved others, now we love others. And I was trying to think of, I, I remember I was 
I was over in Southeast Asia for a little while, and I remember hearing about a, a Chinese farmer who was a Christian, and he was a rice farmer. And every morning he would get up and he would have to um, flood the field. That's kind of how they do it. They do a manual pump and he would flood the rice field. And his neighbor who wasn't a Christ follower, who had a field that was a little bit lower, would just walk over to the side of the property and take the boards out and all the water would drain into the other guy's field and he would laugh at the Christian guy. So instead of cursing him, he just started praying for him and every day, and after a couple of weeks, he's, he just started walking over and removing the board and he would pump and he would fill his neighbor's field, then he would put the boards in and then he would fill his field. I haven't always had that response. <laughs> but you know, eventually, he won his neighbor, he led his neighbor to Christ. Because he was serving a man who really practically didn't want to be served, right? Didn't deserve to be served, but he served them because he loved them. Do you love people enough to sacrifice things in your life? Your comfort, your safety, your finances, your time? Let's go to our treasure. Matthew 6, 19 and 21, 19 to 21. Don't store up treasures here on earth where moths eat them and rust destroys them, where thieves break in and steal. Store your treasures in heaven where moths and rust cannot destroy and thieves do not break in and steal. Wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will also be. There was a man that lived in history named St. Francis of Assisi, and he said, for it is in giving that we receive. I believe it's really important that we have an understanding that we're stewards. We steward our time, we have to spend it wisely. We steward our talent. Do we use the gifts, talents, and abilities that God has entrusted us with for the benefit of others, or do we just use it for ourselves? You know, I value the volunteer teams that come up here every week and they share their talents with you, and they lead us in worship. I value that. But then we get to the, we get to our treasure, you know. And the truth is, if all you do is tap, 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 you don't have any treasure to give to those that need. Because you're too stuck on what you do. So we have to pray and ask the Holy Spirit what to do with the resources that he's entrusted into our life. You know, you can read about people that are wise, right? And they save and they don't spend and they end up accumulating much. And you read about people that are wealthy and they spend too much and they run out of money. It goes both ways. I think that the Bible has some very firm principles of finance, seed time and harvest. It talks about that time and time again. It talks about the tithe being holy. You know, for us, the tithe is just something that is a part of our worship, and it's off the top, and that's where the devourer gets rebuked. When I want to get into the multiplication of my seed, that's when we start sowing offerings. We go over and above just the 10% that we give to God off the top. That's why we give opportunities to sow into mission. That's why we give opportunities to give to the poor. That's why we give opportunities to sow into missionaries so that we can take the message of hope and take it to other places, locally, nationally, and globally. Yeah. 
because we want our seed to be multiplied. So in first, second Corinthians 4, 17 to 18, for our momentary light distress, this passing trouble. Has anyone got some passing trouble? And sometimes when you're in it, it doesn't feel like light distress, but God calls it light distress. It's producing something for us, an eternal weight of glory, a fullness beyond all measure, surpassing all comparisons, a transcendent splendor, and an endless blessedness. You know, in the pressure that we're under, God is producing something inside of our lives. He's working some stuff out, and it's very uncomfortable when you're under pressure. It's always uncomfortable when you're in the fire, when there's a refining process going on inside of your life. It's painful, and usually we're like, no! Think about it. If the olive doesn't get pressed, you don't get olive oil. It crushes the olive, though, so that the oil can come forth. So we look not at the things which are seen. Here's the key to this whole area but at the things which are unseen. For the things are, which are visible and temporal, just brief and fleeting, but the things which are invisible are everlasting and imperishable. We need to steward well our time, our talent, and our treasure, focusing on eternal things, not just the temporary ones. So here's my challenge to all of you today. We have a capital campaign coming up. On a week-to-week basis, we need to come to an understanding where we trust God enough with our treasure that we're sowing our tithes into the kingdom. And then I encourage people, then after we pay tithes to God, we give him back the 10%. Remember, 100% of what I have is his. I just give him 10% back to take care of his wife, <laughs> the church. Then we go into offerings where we multiply our seed. That's why I encourage people, give a little bit of money to the poor. Give a little bit of money to the people that don't have. Give a little bit of money to mission. Give a little bit of money to something beyond. Start putting some seed out there so you can activate the multiplication given faith. Don't take my half water, half coffee away. I want you to pray and seek the Holy Spirit on how he wants you to invest your time. Are you investing time in people? Are you serving others? Are you serving in your local body? Are you taking the talent, the gift that God has imparted to you, and are you serving others? You know, the truth is, we are, I'm going to say it like this, we always get the job done, but we're constantly in a state where if a few more people would step up and do their part, it would make life easier for others. So there's some areas that are maybe under service because people aren't being obedient and doing what God has called them to do in those areas. Because I believe who God's called, he's equipped, right? So if he sends us and tells us to do something, he's going to send us the people, the finances, and the time so that we can get it done. But... You know, for instance, if we really value the next generation, how many say you value the next generation? The children are important. Wouldn't we make more of an effort to serve them and to love them and to impart into their life? That area, for as long as I've been in church circles, 42 years I've been a Christian, 
I've always seen children's ministries struggling to get enough people. I don't understand why there's not a plethora of people serving the children if the children are most important. So it's a matter of aligning what we believe with our actions and investing our time accordingly. Oh, come on. Some people are like, I don't do kids. Great. <laughs> do you do computers? <laughs> because we could probably use a few more people to put the words up on the screens. We could probably use a few more ushers, a few more people to welcome people at the door, a few more people out there cutting grass and pulling weeds, a few more people doing drywall, adding some paint. <clears throat> See, what's the gift God's given you? Are you willing to take that gift and sow it into his kingdom to be a blessing to others? Are you willing to go out and share the love of God with others? Are you willing to sacrifice of your finances so that other people can have enough to eat tonight? We talk about maturity, but this is a lesson where really it's like, okay, time to grow up. Let's put our big boy pants on and start doing the things that the Bible tells us to do. And many of you are doing this. That's why you know, faithfully, we can continue to sell money all over the world. And we can continue to keep the light because many people are being obedient and faithful here. The challenge is not to the ones that are listening to God. The challenge is to the people that aren't listening or the people that don't know they're supposed to. So here's where the challenge comes in. I want you to understand, though, there's a volunteer opportunity for you here in the local body of believers. There's a local... There's a local community volunteer opportunity for you too. There's people in your neighborhood that you can reach, that you can love. Here's the thing. When you obey God with your time, your talent, and your treasure, when you obey God, when you listen to his instructions to you with an open and honest heart, we all get the same reward. And you can't compare yourself to someone else and say, well, that guy can do this and I can only do this. God gives out abilities and talents as he desires to do so. Okay? That said, um, and I'm about to go into communion, but I really want you to commit to do this. Ask God. God, am I spending my time wisely? Is there somewhere you would like me to serve? Ask God. God, am I taking the talent that you've given me and investing it in your kingdom to be a blessing to others and ask God, okay? He says to test him in the tithes, so I'm not gonna talk about that, but for the offerings, when we get into multiplication of the seed, like the capital campaign, ask God, God, do you want me to contribute to the capital campaign? I don't want you to come in and make an emotional decision. I want you to make a prayerful decision that's spirit-led. Because what we want to see is peaceable fruits of righteousness inside of your life. Emotion only gets you so far. I don't want to con you into giving. I want you to understand that the word of God is true and there's a principle of seed time and harvest. And when we obey his word, blessing will automatically follow. But it doesn't always look like what you think it's supposed to. But I'm here today by the grace of God. Just like you're here today by the grace of God. So we all get the same reward. So I challenge you, ask God, be obedient. And in your obedience, right, 
You're gonna break the stubbornness off of your life. And in your obedience, you're gonna see that it's really for your own good. Take a step of faith, stand up with me. You know, I kinda, as I'm here right now listening, I get a sense that some of you today, you need a breakthrough. You need a healing. You need some encouragement. You need a touch from God. You're feeling discouraged, depressed. You're feeling deflated. You're feeling attacked. The struggle's real. It's not always a bed of roses. But I feel like today, as we're coming to the table, as a point of contact, I want to open the altar, and I want to invite you to come and take communion at the altar with us. In fact, immediately while I'm taking communion, no one's going to come and lay hands on you. But God is going to meet you right where you're at. And if you need a touch from God today, if you need an encounter with Jesus, if you need to let something in your life die, if you need to let it go, if you need to be set free, if you need encouragement, if you need breakthrough, if there's a situation that just won't snap, I want to encourage you, come down here as a point of faith, as a point of contact from wherever you're at. And together, let's come to the table. Father, I thank you for the bread as men and women all over this room, Lord, are coming down right now. Would you meet them right where they are? Every single person, your sons, your daughters. Take the pain, God, that Jesus carried at the cross. Take it out of our hearts. Replace it with joy unspeakable. Take the fear right now in the name of Jesus and let your perfect love flood over every person. Lord, as we live a surrendered life, an obedient life, I thank you that your purposes will be accomplished through us in partnership with the Holy Spirit. Lord, bring comfort to every person that's grieving, every heart that's broken, bring healing. And I declare health and life and strength and courage in Jesus' name. And Father, as we have the blood of the new covenant in our hands, the name of Jesus and the blood of Jesus, so much power power to overcome darkness, power to overcome sin, power to break curses, power to release the oppressed, to free the captives. We declare freedom, mind, body, and spirit today over your people. Father, the enemy has been defeated. 
And in the name of Jesus, we break his assignment off of our lives. We stand with our armor on firm, knowing that you, God, are our deliverer and you will see us through to the other side. I thank you for a mature body, an obedient body who is faithful to obey all that you've instructed them to do today in Jesus' name. Windsor Christian Fellowship, you have been equipped. Now go and be the church.